Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for August 20th, 2022, Saturday reading of the Arapahoe County News. My name is Pablo. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. Global Fest bringing international entertainment and exchange to Aurora on Saturday, written by Max Levy. New partnership aims to bring needed mental health care to Cherry Creek students, written by Karina Julig. Police end Aurora home standoff when they discover no one was inside, written by Karina Julig. Gun advocacy groups sue more metro cities over controls. Written by the Associated Press. And following up with miscellaneous articles. Global Fest bringing international entertainment and exchange to Aurora on Saturday. By Max Levy, Sentinel Staff Writer, August 15, 2022. Aurora. Aurora's annual celebration of international arts and culture returns in person Saturday, bringing music, food, and vendors representing countries from around the world to the city's municipal center. Quote, Aurora is truly the world in a city, and nowhere is that more apparent than at Global Fest, unquote, the city wrote in a news release. Quote, this unique multicultural event presented by the city of Aurora, brings together the sights, sounds, and flavors of nations around the world in celebration of the diverse cultures and communities that call Aurora home. Global Fest is free and open to all. Entertainment includes two stages of musical performances and dance, as well as creative activities for children, an international marketplace, fashion show, and a parade of nations showcasing dozens of countries. The event was virtual in 2020 and 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but is returning to the Great Lawn outside of the Aurora Municipal Center this year from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Sponsors of this year's Global Fest include Colorado Access, Aurora Asian Pacific Community Partnership, Fitzsimmons Credit Union, Lamar's Donuts, Friday Health Plan, Taipei Economic and Cultural Office in Denver, Consulate General of Japan, Denver, Denver 7, Univision, and New America College. Aurora often tops the list of the most diverse cities in Colorado, and between 2016 and 2020, Around one-fifth of the city's population was foreign-born, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. More information about the event is available at auroragov.org forward slash global fest. New partnership aims to bring needed mental health care to Cherry Creek students. By Karina Julig, Sentinel Staff Writer, August 18, 2022. In what is believed to be a first-of-its-kind partnership, the Cherry Creek School District will be working with Children's Hospital Colorado 
and the CU Department of Psychiatry at the University of Colorado School of Medicine to operate its Mental Health Day Treatment Center for students. The center is a response to what providers have described as a pediatric mental health, quote, state of emergency, unquote, in Colorado, as a rise in acute mental health needs in children and teens runs up against a shortage of providers. Officials hope that what they are doing can become a model for hospitals in Colorado and across the country. Quote, school districts, not only in Colorado, but across the country, are struggling with the mental health of their kids and they're struggling to find clinical placements and clinical help, unquote, said Tony Poole, Cherry Creek's assistant superintendent for special populations. Quote, we really do hope that this can be a model for schools, not only in Colorado, but across the country, unquote. The center is being built with money from the $150 million bond measure that voters approved in the 2020 election and is expected to cost $15 million. Construction is underway on the facility at the district's Joliet campus, and it is slated to open in the fall of 2023. On average, the district has about 75 students a year enrolled in a mental health treatment facility. Over the years, the district's placement options for students with mental health needs have shrunk from over 77 programs to under 30. Most recently, the Aurora Mental Health Center closed its Hampton Youth Center, where CCSD sent students every year. Poole said that Cherry Creek put out a request for partners for mental health providers for the center at the beginning of the last school year. Children's Hospital and CU applied and went through two rounds of interviews with the district. Quote, we were blown away and just awed by the talent and the power that they brought into the room, unquote, Poole said. Quote, we are so incredibly excited to partner with this group. It's going to be amazing for kids, unquote. Dr. Bruno Anthony, Chief of Psychology for the Pediatric Mental Health Institute at Children's Hospital Colorado, said that the hospital believed it would be the best clinical provider for the district because of the strong day treatment model it has been developing on the Anschutz campus as well as its Colorado Springs campus. At times, day treatment, quote, has tended to be a little more than babysitting, unquote, Anthony said. At the treatment center, students will be able to receive strong, evidence-based support for their mental health needs without falling behind on their education. Poole said he believes Cherry Creek will be the first school district in the nation to undertake a mental health partnership of this caliber. Quote, We've looked and we have not found a school district built and operated day treatment facility with a partnership that offers this level of clinical support, unquote. The treatment center will have educational staff from the district, while CU and Children's Hospital will provide the staff for the clinical aspect of the program. Depending on severity level, the treatment center will be able to serve about 60 kids at a time and expects to have 20 to 30 clinical staff. The staff will come from both CU and Children's Hospital and will include clinical psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers, 
and other types of mental health providers. Dr. Ran Li Lia, Mental Health in Chief at Children's Hospital and Director of the Division of Child and Adolescent Mental Health at CU Anschutz Department of Psychiatry, said that finding providers for the center will be, quote, a major recruitment effort, unquote, and that efforts are already underway to start bringing people on board. Though there has been an ongoing mental health worker shortage, she believes that the opportunity to work in a rigorous school-based setting will be attractive to many people. Quote, I think many of us who got into child mental health are really excited about working in schools and don't always have the opportunity for these types of innovative partnerships, unquote, she said. Quote, it's almost like a startup venture for folks in the mental health field, unquote. The treatment center will be equipped to work with students dealing with a range of psychological issues, Anthony said, including students who are dealing with comorbid problems such as eating disorders or substance abuse. Over the past several years, Children's Hospital has seen an increase in both the severity of mental health issues that young people are experiencing as well as the number of people seeking treatment, Leo said. According to the hospital, the demand for acute behavioral health services increased by 90% in 2021 compared to 2019. Quote, We've seen the whole range at a higher intensity and higher volume with less resources available across the state of Colorado, unquote, she said. Dr. Leal is the first person to serve as mental health in chief at the hospital, and her position was created specifically as a response to the acute need. Part of why she is so excited about working with the school district is because of its focus on prevention, which she hopes will help lessen the number of young people arriving at the hospital in crisis. Quote, we're used to putting out fires, unquote, she said. Quote, if we don't invest in partnerships and prevention, then we will always have full emergency rooms and we will always have full inpatient units in hospitals, unquote. Police end Aurora home standoff when they discover no one was inside. By Karina Julig, Sentinel Staff Writer, August 18, 2022. Aurora Aurora police may have spent hours at a standoff at a North Aurora home despite the suspect or anyone not being inside the house during negotiations. The standoff began at about 2 p.m. when police surrounded a house at Akron Street and East 19th Avenue. Police issued orders for neighbors to leave the area or shelter inside their homes as they negotiated with a man later identified as 38-year-old Alexander Smith. Police said Smith is wanted on two outstanding arrest warrants, one for escape from the Department of Corrections and another possession of a firearm as a felon. Police later said that in contacting the owner of the home, that the front door had been kicked in. Police said that led them to believe Smith was inside the home. At about 3 p.m., police said they were in contact with Smith via telephone, indicating he was inside the house. Police negotiated with Smith to give himself up, but to no avail. At about 4 p.m., Police said communication with Smith ended 
and they began using a speaker outside the house, telling Smith to come out. It's unclear whether Smith was ever actually in the home, or if he was, when he left it. Quote, we continue to make announcements with instructions to come out of the location, unquote, police said in a tweet. At about 7 p.m., police canceled the orders for neighbors to stay inside. Police did not say if they charged the house or how they determined Smith was not inside. Quote, when officers first arrived on scene, they found a kicked-in door, unquote, police said in a tweet at about 7 p.m. Quote, the resident of the house said the door was not previously broken. This led officers to believe the fugitive was inside that home. The home has been cleared and the fugitive is not inside, unquote. Police did not say if they continued to search for Smith or where they think he might be. Gun advocacy groups sue more metro cities over controls by the Associated Press, August 19th, 2022. Boulder. Two gun rights organizations filed federal court lawsuits Thursday challenging bans on semi-automatic weapons and magazine ammunition restrictions adopted by two Colorado cities after the state allowed local municipalities to enact tougher gun control measures than called for by state law. The lawsuits against Boulder and Louisville by Rocky Mountain gun owners and the National Foundation for Gun Rights follow two others the groups lodged against the state and county over similar gun control measures. Another Rocky Mountain gun owner's challenge led one judge to temporarily block the town of Superior from enforcing a ban on the sale and possession of certain semi-automatic weapons and large-capacity magazines. The organization's illegal actions follow a June U.S. Supreme Court ruling that expanded gun rights threatens to upend similar firearms restrictions across the country. After the high court's decision, Rocky Mountain gun owners promised a wave of lawsuits and is following through with that promise. Taylor Rhodes, executive director of the group, said in a statement that, quote, it doesn't matter how big or how small the localities are, if you pass unconstitutional gun control, we will sue you, unquote. The gun rights organizations contend in part that millions of citizens own the now-banned rifles and magazines that can store more than a 10-round limit imposed both by Boulder and by Louisville in July, and that they are entitled to possess, sell, or transfer them legally under their Second Amendment rights. Shannon Alabaugh, a spokesperson for the city of Boulder, said Thursday the city does not comment on pending litigation. A spokesperson for Louisville couldn't immediately be reached for comment. Last month, the Foundation for Gun Rights sued Colorado over the state's 2013 ban on magazines that hold over 15 rounds, citing the Supreme Court ruling. The Foundation and the Rocky Mountain Gun Owners, a sister organization, have been fighting to repeal the magazine capacity limit since its passing in 2013. The law followed the 2012 mass shooting at a theater in Aurora, a city on the outskirts of Denver that killed 12 people and injured 70. Other local governments only recently gained the ability to pass their own gun regulations. 
Last year, state lawmakers repealed a law that prevented local governments from passing gun ordinances more restrictive than state laws in response to a shooting that killed 10 people at a Boulder supermarket in March 2021. Aurora students' standardized test results rise, but still below pre-pandemic scores. By Karina Julig, Sentinel, Colorado, August 19, 2022. Aurora. Colorado students made up ground from last year but are still lagging academically compared to where they were pre-pandemic, according to new statewide testing scores released this week by the Department of Education. On Wednesday, the department published the state and district-wide results of the standardized Colorado measures of academic success, CMAS, tests taken this spring the first time the full slate of tests were administered since 2019. The tests were canceled in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and a scaled-back version was administered last year, which many students did not end up taking. Participation rates rebounded significantly this year, approaching levels similar to 2019. But while students gained academic ground since 2021, the Department of Education said that there is, quote, more work to be done, unquote, for students to fully recover academically from the pandemic. The tests were administered this year to students in grades 3 through 8 in English Language Arts, ELA, and Math. In a news release, the Department of Education said that scores improved from 2021 for most grades. Quote, however, Those scores declined from 2019 in almost every grade level and subject area, That was borne out locally, as both Cherry Creek and Aurora Public Schools students performed worse this year than in 2019, with APS students having a larger decrease in performance. According to the data, in 2022, 22.2% of APS students met or exceeded expectations on the ELA exam compared to 38.2% in 2019, an almost 5% decrease. In math, 23.3% met or exceeded expectations this year compared to 28% in 2019, a 4.7% decrease. In the Cherry Creek School District, 49.4% of students met or exceeded expectations on the ELA exam this year compared to 50.8% in 2019, a slight decrease of 1.4%. In math, 40.2% met or exceeded expectations this year compared to 43.1% in 2019, a 2.9% decrease. Both districts have allocated a significant amount of federal pandemic relief funding to addressing learning loss, which officials say will be a multi-year effort. In the release, the department said that statewide, the 2021-2022 school year was much more regular for students than the year preceding it. The ongoing disruption of the pandemic, however, should be taken into consideration when evaluating the scores. Quote, Today, we celebrate the fact that student scores were better in most cases than they were in 2021, 
but we continue to face the challenge of fully bringing kids back to the levels they were before the disruptions of the pandemic, as well as closing the historic opportunity and achievement gaps, unquote, said Colorado Education Commissioner Katie Anthes in a statement. City of Aurora to Hand Out Anti-Theft Gear for Cars by Max Levy, Sentinel Staff Writer, August 19th, 2022 Aurora An Aurora lawmaker and city staffers will hand out gear August 27th to mitigate the impacts of car theft, along with gun locks, drug disposal bags, and other safety items. Councilmember Juan Marcano said the, quote, family safety check, unquote, events are specifically being held in parts of the city that are hardest hit by motor vehicle theft, this time in West Aurora at the McDonald's at 12900 East Mississippi Avenue. Quote, this way, people will be able to protect themselves so they don't become victims. Unquote, Marcano said. The giveaway comes as the city grapples with a rise in motor vehicle thefts. More than 4,200 vehicles have been reported stolen this year, according to Aurora Police. Aurora's city council has made addressing motor vehicle thefts a top priority, possibly becoming the first city to introduce mandatory minimum sentences for car thieves in city court this year. Marcano voted against the change, questioning whether it would be effective at deterring thefts. Marcano said the family safety check is being funded using a police budget surplus caused by understaffing. In monthly updates to the City Council's Public Safety Committee, police have reported shortages of between 25 and 40 sworn officers out of a budgeted force of 744 this year. Items that will be distributed on the 27th while supplies last include steering wheel locks, which prevent a car from being driven properly unless the device is removed, catalytic converter tags, which make converters harder to sell illegitimately and less attractive to thieves, prescription drug disposal bags, and firearm locks. Marcano said there may be also food at the event. The event which is the sixth family safety check that Marcano has organized with the city's help this year, will take place from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Quote, I think our last was our best attended by far, unquote, he said. Quote, my goal is to produce good results here and make it a permanent fixture for the department, unquote. Steamboat Springs homeowner emptied pistol to kill bear that broke in by Jesse Bedane, the Associated Press, Report for America, August 19th, 2022. Denver Ken Malden was jolted awake last weekend with his wife screaming incessantly in their split-level home in Colorado's mountain town of Steamboat Springs where their three children were sleeping one floor below. Then she yelled, Quote, there's a bear in the house, unquote. Kelly Malden had just been awakened by the couple's barking dogs that didn't wake up her husband before dawn on Saturday. She walked to the door of the couple's bedroom and found herself staring at a male black bear weighing about 400 pounds, 181 kilograms, about 10 feet, 
three meters away in the dining room. In an interview, Ken Malden said he grabbed his 40 caliber pistol, took his wife's place at the door, and shot once, aiming for the center of the bear's body. He thinks the first shot hit the bear and it charged him as Malden continued firing. As he was shooting, the bear got as close as 5 feet, 1.5 meters, from Malden and then turned toward the stairs leading to the home's front door. The bear crashed through a banister as Malden emptied the gun and slid down the stairs, mortally wounded. The couple didn't know it at the time, but officials believe the bear got inside their home by flipping down the lever of their unlocked front door handle and pushing the door. After it was shot, the bear lay breathing and heaving between Malden and his three sons on the home's lower floor, but he didn't think the bear would get back up. He called 911 and one of his sons called him on his cell phone and Malden told the son to stay put in his room. Quote, my only thought was protecting my family and putting that bear down, unquote, said Malden. The bear had moved an unopened bag of dog food across the dining room. Police and state wildlife officers arrived a short time later and determined the bear was dead. They used a winch to pull it into a truck and were impressed by its size, said Justin Pollock, a Colorado Parks and Wildlife Officer for 21 years. Quote, I deal with bears a lot and I'd say this was a big bear, unquote, he said. Colorado has about 12,000 bears and break-ins aren't uncommon in Rocky Mountain towns, but homeowners shooting bears in their homes is rare, said Rachel Gonzalez spokesperson for Colorado Parks and Wildlife. State law allows people to shoot bears if the people feel threatened, she said. The lush mountain area where the Malden family lives is home to many bears because of its habitat, which includes oak brush that they use to hide, a river, and vegetation that they eat. In the days before the bear opened the door to the Malden's home, Neighbors had talked about a bear getting into their garages and other homeowners had reported bear break-ins. Malden said the family always does a nightly check to close windows and lock doors, but that night the front door had been left unlocked. Gonzalez said there's no way of knowing if the same bear seeking food at other homes broke into the Malden's family home. Black bears avoid humans, but once they realize food is behind a window or stuffed inside a bird feeder, they will return, Pollock said. Quote, bears are very smart, unquote, Gonzalez said. Quote, once they learn that it's easy to access food in a certain area, they are going to keep doing it, unquote. The bears hide and meat will be donated to people who have signed up on a list to receive them and its head will go up for auction, Pollock said. Malden hopes the break-in at his home sparks greater awareness to prompt, quote, something good from something so terrible that happened, unquote. Quote, we are in a situation now where we have town bears that have lost all of their natural fear of humans, unquote, Malden said. Quote, in my mind, that's what we have to address, unquote. Aurora police said a woman, 22, mum about gunfire injuries early Saturday. Aurora. Neither a 22-year-old woman, nor her friend, 
offered police details about how the woman was wounded by gunfire early Saturday, according to Aurora Police. The injured woman was taken to a nearby hospital sometime before 3 a.m. with a non-life-threatening gunshot wound to the leg, police said in a social media post. The victim and her friend are not forthcoming with any information, police said. The shooting might have occurred somewhere near Peoria Street and Exposition Avenue in East Central Aurora, police posted. The woman nor her friend offered any shooting suspect information. Police said anyone with information can call Metro Denver Crime Stoppers at 720-913-7867. Tipsters can remain anonymous and still be eligible for a reward of up to $2,000, police said. Breathing Room for Biden Big Summer Winds Ease 2024 Doubts by Will Weissert and Zeke Miller, Associated Press, August 19, 2022. Washington President Joe Biden and his allies hope big recent wins on climate, health care, and more will at least temporarily tamp down questions among top Democrats about whether he will run for re-election. That optimism may be short-lived, at risk if and when former President Donald Trump announces another White House campaign. But for now, the, quote, will he or won't he, unquote, Washington parlor game appears to be on hold. Quote, I think the naysayers are pretty quiet right now, unquote, said former Democratic Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe. Quote, I think they've seen reality, unquote. In just the past several weeks, Biden has signed into law a climate and prescription drug package that accomplishes many of his party's long-held objectives. Congress has sent him bills that impose strict limits on guns and set out a plan to boost U.S. high-tech manufacturing. A drone strike killed al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawari, average gasoline prices have fallen back below $4 per gallon, And there are signs that inflation, while still white hot, may finally be cooling. All that has eased a debate over Biden's future that was spreading. Fellow Democrats running for re-election were struggling to answer whether America's oldest president should seek another term. But now they have a fresh agenda they can campaign on heading into the November midterms. The president has increased his Democratic fundraising efforts and next week in Maryland, he's holding his first rally for the party of the fall campaign season. He also plans to travel aggressively to boost candidates. As a former senator, Biden knows some lawmakers may need to create distance from him to best win their races, but also that others could benefit from joint appearances. Aides say Biden may prove most useful amplifying Democrat-championed issues that are broadly popular, like lowering prescription drug costs and protecting abortion rights. Cedric Richmond, one of Biden's closest White House advisors before leaving for a senior Democratic National Committee job, said he wasn't sure the spate of positive news would put an end to 2024 questions, quote, but it should, unquote. For, quote, tried and true Democrats, the answer was a simple, yes, he should run. Yes, he'll be our nominee. 
Yes, he'll win, unquote. But comments like that don't make the news, said Richmond, a former Louisiana congressman. Quote, so the only story was when somebody waffles or blows the question, unquote. Those have included New York Democratic reps Carolyn Maloney and Jerry Nadler both declining during a recent primary debate to say if Biden should seek a second term. In a subsequent statement, Maloney said she'd support Biden, quote, if he decides to run, unquote, then drew still more scrutiny while appearing on CNN by imploring Biden, quote, I want you to run, I happen to think you won't be running, unquote. Not all lingering doubt can be attributed to awkward answers, though. Swing District Minnesota Democratic Rep. Dean Phillips said he didn't want Biden to run in 2024. West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, who's about face revived the climate and prescription drug legislation, has refused to say if he'd support a second Biden term. Stars of the progressive left like New York Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, have similarly been non-committal. But Biden hasn't been abandoned. Prominent Democrats, including New York Rep. Hakeem Jeffries, chair of the House Democratic Caucus, openly praise him during campaign appearances. In an interview, Jeffries ticked off the president's recent wins and included administration successes going back to last year's infrastructure spending and stimulus spending packages, as well as ongoing COVID-19 vaccination efforts. Quote, if someone were to say that a president had a record of accomplishment that I just described without putting a time frame on it, the logical response would be, that person had a successful two-term presidency, unquote. Jeffrey said. Still, other Democrats say a few positive headlines won't be enough. Quote, Biden will have good and bad weeks in the news, but the fundamentals remain adverse, unquote, said Norman Solomon, national director of RootsAction.org. His progressive activist organization, already frequently critical of the president, had launched a, quote, don't run Joe, unquote, effort. Solomon wants Biden to announce he's not running, freeing him to take bigger political risks and achieve a more successful one-term presidency. He suggested that White House advisors who worry about making Biden a lame duck are engaging in a, quote, significant degree of whistling past the political graveyard, unquote. White House allies stress that the 2024 decision will ultimately be Biden's alone. He's on track to follow a similar timeline to former President Barack Obama, who declared for 2012 re-election in April 2011, aides say. No modern incumbent president has faced such hesitation within his own party, nor been realistically threatened in a primary. Intra-party challengers, if they emerge, could weaken both the president and his party. Some Biden observers see the president who came out of political retirement because he believed himself best able to take on Trump in 2020 as less likely to seek re-election if his predecessor ultimately opts not to run. If Biden runs, he'll have to level with voters about his age, convincing them he's really up for a second term that wouldn't end until he'd be 86. Still, 
Richmond said such discussions could actually help Biden. Quote, I'm not going to let people all of a sudden say wisdom and experience is a bad thing, unquote, he said. Quote, the president of the United States, leader of the free world, that's exactly what you want, unquote. While Biden's age is unprecedented, so, too, would Trump's at 82. There's almost as little tradition of presidents not seeking re-election after just four years in office. The last one was Rutherford B. Hayes in 1880. Texas Democratic State Representative Jasmine Crockett, a civil rights attorney expected to win an open house seat in Dallas, said if Biden, quote, decides he wants to run, we've got to unite behind that, unquote. But she also said the president hasn't fought to preserve voting rights aggressively enough. Quote, from a public standpoint, especially when it comes to black folks, it was not taken too kindly that they did not see or hear more coming from the president, unquote, Crockett said. Quote, if black people come out and vote, Democrats win. If black people stay at home, Democrats lose, unquote. Biden insisted last month that Democrats, quote, want me to run, unquote. But a Quinnipiac University poll in July found that only 24% of Americans overall and 40% of Democrats said that. The president's approval rating has dropped below 40% for two straight months. For positive reinforcement, Biden could look to a president at the opposite end of the political spectrum. Ronald Reagan, who took office in 1981 at age 69, making him the country's then-oldest president. With inflation spiking by the fall of his second year, a Washington Post-ABC News poll found that 6 in 10 Americans said Reagan shouldn't run again, and his approval ratings sank to 35% by the following January. The next year, Reagan romped to re-election, winning every state but Minnesota and the District of Columbia. McAuliffe, who was beaten in his bid to reclaim the governorship last November by Republican Glenn Youngkin, despite Biden having carried Virginia by 10 points the previous year, said the president and Democrats have already seized momentum and, quote, age doesn't matter, unquote. Quote, he's at the top of his game, and this party which a year ago was in disarray and different elements of our party fighting one another, unquote, McAuliffe said. Quote, now you've got a party that is united, fired up, and legislative accomplishments that every American has wanted for many years, unquote. China's response to Pelosi visit a sign of future intentions by David Rising, Associated Press, August 19th, 2022. Bangkok. China's response to U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan was anything but subtle. Dispatching warships and military aircraft to all sides of the self-governing island democracy and firing ballistic missiles into the waters nearby. The dust still has not settled with Taiwan this week conducting drills of its own and Beijing announcing it has more maneuvers planned, but experts say a lot can already be gleaned from what China has done and has not done so far. 
China will also be drawing lessons on its own military capabilities from the exercises, which more closely resembled what an actual strike on the island claimed by Beijing as its own territory would look like, and from the American and Taiwanese response. During the nearly week-long maneuvers that followed Pelosi's early August visit, China sailed ships and flew aircraft regularly across the median line in the Taiwan Strait, claiming the de facto boundary did not exist, fired missiles over Taiwan itself, and challenged established norms by firing missiles into Japan's exclusive economic zone. Quote, I think we are in for a risky period of testing boundaries and finding out who can achieve escalatory dominance across the diplomatic, military, and economic domains, unquote, said David Chen, an analyst with Centra Technology, a U.S.-based consulting firm. Pelosi was the highest-level member of the U.S. government to visit Taiwan in 25 years, and her visit came at a particularly sensitive time as Chinese President Xi Jinping prepares to seek a third five-year term as leader of the ruling Communist Party later this year. Under Xi, China has been increasingly forceful in declaring that Taiwan must be brought under its control, by force if necessary, and U.S. military officials have said that Beijing may seek a military solution within the next few years. Tensions were already high, with China conducting regular military flights near Taiwan and the U.S. routinely sailing warships through the Taiwan Strait to emphasize they are international waters. China accuses the U.S. of encouraging the island's independence through the sale of weapons and engagement between U.S. politicians and the island's government. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Hua Chunying called Pelosi's visit a, quote, serious provocation, unquote, and accused Washington of breaking the status quo and, quote, interfering in China's internal affairs, unquote. Quote, China is not the old China of 120 years ago, and we are not Iraq, Syria, or Afghanistan. We will not allow any foreign force to bully, suppress, or enslave us, unquote she told reporters in Beijing. Quote, Whoever wants to do so will be on a collision course with the Great Wall of Steel forged by the 1.4 billion Chinese people. Unquote. The U.S. continues to insist it has not deviated from its quote, one China policy, unquote, recognizing the government in Beijing while allowing for informal relations and defense ties with Taipei. China held off on its maneuvers until Pelosi had left Taiwan and turned back its forces before they approached Taiwan's coast or territorial airspace, which showed a, quote, modicum of restraint, unquote, Chen said. But, he noted, another congressional visit following Pelosi's triggered the announcement of more exercises. Quote, we are likely entering a period of regular military demonstrations in and around China's maritime domain, unquote, he said. Quote, the Chinese Communist Party is also quite capable in creating cross-domain responses, as has been seen in the cyber realm. Beyond that, we could see escalatory moves in space, in the South China Sea, Africa, the Indian Ocean, or the South Pacific, unquote. 
Taiwanese Foreign Minister Joseph Wu said the scale and coordination of the exercises suggested China was looking past Taiwan toward establishing dominance in the Western Pacific. That would include controlling the East and South China Seas via the Taiwan Strait and having the capability to impose a blockade to prevent the U.S. and its allies from coming to the aid of Taiwan in the event of an attack. Short of an armed conflict, a blockade of the Taiwan Strait, a significant thoroughfare for global trade, could have major implications for international supply chains at a time when the world is already facing disruptions. In particular, Taiwan is a crucial provider of computer chips for the global economy. Though ostensibly a reaction to Pelosi's visit, it is clear China's exercises has been long planned, said Marik Alberg, a senior fellow in the Asia program for the German Marshall Fund think tank. Quote, I do think they were looking for an opportunity to escalate, unquote, she said. Quote, this is not something you prep after the announcement of the visit and then pull off that quickly and that easily, unquote. The U.S. held back throughout the maneuvers, keeping an aircraft carrier group and two amphibious assault ships at sail in the region, but not close to the island. Taiwan avoided any active countermeasures. Kurt Campbell, the Biden administration's coordinator for Indo-Pacific Affairs, said this week that the U.S. was taking a, quote, calm and resolute, unquote, long-view approach that would include continued transits of the Taiwan Strait, supporting Taiwan's self-defense capabilities, and otherwise deepening ties with the island. To that end, the U.S. announced Thursday that it was opening talks with Taiwan on a wide-ranging trade agreement. Campbell said Washington sees China's actions as, quote, part of an intensified pressure campaign against Taiwan, which has not ended, unquote. Quote, we expect it to continue to unfold in the coming weeks and months, unquote, he said. The U.S. Department of Defense has acknowledged China's increasingly capable military, saying it has become a true rival and has already surpassed the American military in some areas, including shipbuilding and now has the world's largest navy. The reserved American response to the recent exercises seemed calculated to avoid any accidental confrontation that could have escalated the situation, but could also feed China's confidence, Olberg said. Quote, the base of China's thinking is that the U.S. is in decline and that China is on the rise, and I guess the response would have been seen in Beijing as confirming that thinking. Unquote, she said. The U.S. and China came perhaps the closest to blows in 1996 when China, irked by what it saw as increasing American support for Taiwan, fired missiles into the waters some 30 kilometers, 20 miles, from Taiwan's coast ahead of Taiwan's first popular presidential election. The U.S. responded with its own show of force, sending two aircraft carrier groups to the region. At the time, China had no aircraft carriers and little means to threaten the American ships, and it backed down. China subsequently embarked on a massive modernization of its military, and the recent exercises demonstrate a, quote, quantum leap, unquote, 
of Improvement from 1996, showing a joint command and control coordination not seen before, Chen said. Before being confident enough to launch an actual invasion of Taiwan, however, the Chinese military still needs to do more to assure the country's political leadership it would be successful, he said. Quote, These latest exercises are probably part of proving that capability, but more needs to be hammered out before they could be confident in conducting a full-scale Taiwan amphibious invasion, unquote, he said. Quote, They've only demonstrated the maritime blockade and air control parts of that campaign without opposition, unquote. Following the visit, China released an updated, quote, white paper, unquote, on Taiwan outlining how it envisioned an eventual annexation of the island would look. It said it would follow the, quote, one country, two systems, unquote, format applied in Hong Kong which critics say has been undermined by a sweeping national security law that asserts Beijing's control over speech and political participation. The concept has been thoroughly rejected in Taiwanese public opinion polls in which respondents have overwhelmingly favored their current de facto independence. Tellingly, the new white paper discarded a pledge in its previous iteration not to send troops or government officials to an annexed Taiwan. China has refused all contact with Taiwan's government since shortly after the 2016 election of President Tsai Ing-wen of the pro-independence Democratic Progressive Party. Tsai was overwhelmingly re-elected in 2020. China's bellicose response to Pelosi's visit may have the unintended effect of strengthening the DPP in midterm elections later this year, said Wang Kaibo. Vice Dean of the College of International Affairs at Taiwan's National Chengchi University. Ideally, it would be in Taiwan's best interest if both sides backed off and found, quote, reasoned ways, unquote, to settle differences, he said. Quote, there's an old saying that when two big elephants fight, the ant and the grass suffer, unquote, he said. Police. Teenager Facing Murder Charges for Monday Beeler Street Shooting by Karina Julig, Sentinel Staff Writer, August 16, 2022 Aurora A 17-year-old male has been arrested in connection with the August 8th shooting death of a man on Beeler Street in North Aurora, according to the city's police department. The suspect turned himself into the police station on Monday evening and was taken into custody the Aurora Police Department said in a Tuesday blog post on its website. The unidentified teenager is facing first-degree murder charges and will be prosecuted in the 18th Judicial District, the department said. Because he is a minor, his name and booking photo are not being released. Around 7 p.m. on Monday, August 8th, police were called to the scene of a shooting in the area of Beeler Street and East Colfax Avenue. A 28-year-old man was shot multiple times and taken to a nearby hospital where he died of his injuries. His identity has yet to be released by the Adam County Coroner's Office. Quote, a large crowd gathered around the officers and prompted a citywide response, but no other incidents occurred, unquote, police said in a tweet the day of the shooting. Anyone with information about the incident can call Metro Denver Crime Stoppers at 720-913-7867.
Aurora Public School Moves to Fire Teacher Convicted of Sex Crimes in Arizona by Karina Julig, Sentinel Staff Writer, August 17, 2022. Aurora Aurora Public Schools moved one step closer Tuesday to firing a teacher who was convicted of sexually abusing a minor he taught at an Arizona school about 20 years ago. In Colorado, Dismissals of non-probationary teachers must be presented to a school board before they take effect, and teachers have a right to appeal the decision. Former Vista Peak Spanish teacher Mark Lindrod was arrested last summer in connection with sex crimes against a minor in Arizona in 2002 and 2003, according to police. A news release from the Oro Valley Police Department said Lindred was convicted of having sexual contact with a 14-year-old student while he was a teacher at Ironwood Ridge High School in Oro Valley in 2002 and 2003. He was convicted of three counts of sexual contact with a minor under the age of 15, a Class 2 felony, one count of sexual abuse of a minor, a Class 3 felony, and 17 counts of sexual conduct with a minor under the age of 18, a Class 6 felony. According to reporting from KVOA News in Tucson, Lindred was found guilty on all counts in a jury trial in July. According to court documents, on August 5th, he was sentenced to 66 years and 9 months in prison in the Arizona Department of Corrections. Lindred has been on an unpaid leave from teaching since his arrest. APS Chief Personnel Officer Damon Smith told the Sentinel, As part of the process of firing him, the APS Board of Education was presented with a recommendation for his dismissal at its Tuesday evening meeting. The board was provided with a memo about the recommendation, which was not publicly released due to the sensitive nature of the circumstances, Smith said. Now that the board has received the recommendation, Lindred will be notified of the board's intent to dismiss and have 10 days to respond, Smith said. If he does not contest the dismissal, it will happen automatically. If he chooses to contest, it will then be reviewed at the state level. A LinkedIn profile for a user named Mark Lindred says that Lindred has taught Spanish at Vista Peak since 2018. According to his hiring application at APS, He previously taught at a number of schools in Douglas County, Denver, and other parts of the metro area after moving from Arizona to Colorado. In 2011, Lindred was charged in Arapahoe County with driving under the influence and failure to display proof of insurance, but the charges were dismissed, according to court records. Thank you for joining us for the Arapahoe County News. My name is Pablo. If you enjoyed this program, Please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.